today I'm going to be talking about treasures. Where, where are we putting our treasures? Where do you store up treasures? So I want everyone to look under their seat. Anybody? Richard, what you find? Kemp, Kemper? Amanda, you see anything? Nobody found any treasures? Hold on. Now, okay, so when, when we started this, were you under the assumption you were fixing to get something? Where, where was your heart? What were you thinking about? Hey, is this $100? Hey, maybe this is a gift card to go eat some steak. Hey, what, what else can I get? Where, where, where was your heart? Find, where, were you, where were you first going to on that? Or was your first thought, hmm, maybe God's blessing me with something to bless somebody else? That probably wouldn't, I know that wouldn't have been my first thought. I'll be honest with you. I, I, if, if that was not your first thought, you are not alone. Um, so today I want to talk about where are we storing up our treasures? Because that, that question right there is going to be one of the most important questions we face in, in life today. Because we have so many distractions, so many things that we can, that we can get involved in, good and bad that cause us to store up treasures in the wrong area. So we were on the road back from vacation last month and me and my wife were talking and she was talking about these, uh, she had bought a lotion, like a hand lotion and then a, like a, a face scrub uh, from a place in Branson. We had gone to Branson, I guess a couple of years ago and she had bought those. So she was talking about how they were things, she loved them. She loved the smell of them and she thought, you know what? I probably need to wait until like special occasions to use these because they smell so good. They're so, they're so delicate. They're so uh, important. Um, they were not cheap either. So they were pretty expensive. So of all that building together is like, I probably need to hold on to these, hold on to them, kind of use them uh, when special occasions happen. So when one of those special occasions arose and she went to put the lotion on her hands, she smells, she said, this does not smell good at all. Like it like it's and she let me smell it. It stunk. It was not it was not it was not fancy anymore. It had it had lost all of its all of its scent. All, and then the, so she got to thinking, okay, let me try this scrub over here. Nope, same thing. It had just smelled synthetic. It was not good at all. So so between the time we bought them to where they were fantastic, smelled wonderful, they lost their delicacy. They lost their value. And and she was reminded of the scripture in Matthew, it's, if you would turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. So it says here, don't store up treasures on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them, where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. So thinking of these, these, uh, these lotions in the body scrub, it was kind of like the things that we like to you know, hold on to and store up here on earth, right? Anything that we have here on earth, what's going to happen to it? It's going to go away. It's going to burn. So if, um, if, you're, if you're one of those that likes to, likes to um, work on cars or, or do anything like that, what happens to a car engine if it's never used? Brand new truck, brand new car, whatever you want to call it. What happens if, it's, if it just goes years and years and just sits? 
You're going to try to crank it, and battery or no battery, like, we'll, we'll replace the battery and all that, but what happens to the engine, the cylinders? Everything just freezes and seizes. It's no longer lubricated. It doesn't work because it hasn't ever been used. And yet you have somebody who, who drives their pickup truck to and from work every day, has 300,000 miles on it, and it, it may be a 20-year-old truck or whatever, but it's still running because it's been consistently used. It's been consistently taken care of. It's been consistently, um, you know, seen, seen about and, and cared for. In, in Proverbs uh, chapter 23, it says, don't, chapter 23, verse 4 through 5, it said, don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit. In the blink of an eye, wealth disappears, for it will sprout wings and fly away like an eagle. I mean, we've probably all seen it at one time or another. You know, you, you've been saving and saving. You got something you want to buy. You, or, and I know we're talking about a lot about money, but we can definitely apply this to a lot of different areas. Um, but you save and save and save, and you're, you're looking for a vacation. You're looking for a new this. You're looking for a new that, something that you're just saving for that really you think is going to mean a whole lot. Then your washer goes out. Then your hot water heater goes out. And next thing you know, it's gone, right? I mean, just think about it. Just think the things that can happen, or if you just let it sit up somewhere, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rot and decay just like anything else will. So what value does it have then? Just like the scrubs, just like the lotion. They have no value anymore unless you want your hands to stink. I mean, you know, they may, still do, they may still moisturize a little bit, but you got to get past some funk to, to get it to moisture. You know, it's just not, it's not the same as it was because it had, it had been let sit, thinking the value is growing in it when indeed the value was decreasing rapidly. It, it was decaying. It was, it was becoming something of no value. So we placed value in those things, and next thing we know, they're gone. So if you're putting your value, if you're storing that stuff up in your own heart, in those things, you're going to be pretty disappointed, right? We're going to be pretty disappointed in people, in things, just you name it. If we're putting our treasures in those things, if we're storing our, our heart, those treasures in our heart in those things, we're going to be very, very disappointed when it comes down to it. Uh, in, in the book of James... James chapter 5. James said it a way that was like, ooh, it kind of stuck out and like, oh my goodness. He, he tells it like it is if you've ever uh, read some of, some of what James says. Um, in, in chapter 5, verse 2 through 3, he says, your wealth is rotting away. All right, that's pretty, pretty straightforward, right? Your wealth is rotting away and your fine clothes are moth-eaten. Think of, a, think of someone who's got a cashmere sweater, you know, whatever a high-end piece of clothing might be that just sits in a closet for years. If, it's not going to be any good when you, go, when, you, when you actually get to wanting to wear it uh, 10, 20 years down the road. If it's just been sitting there, what good is it? You've placed value in something that is going to corrode. It's going to, going to be uh, eaten away. Your gold and silver are corroded. The very wealth you were counting on will eat away your flesh like fire. He says the very wealth you were counting on, the things you were building up that you thought had value, will no longer have value. They will eat away at you. Because when we place our value in things that do not last, that's what happens. It, it, it eats away, it, it does not sustain, it does not last, and we are left with nothing. If we have not put our treasures in the right place. The corroded treasure you have, you have hoarded, will testify against you 
on the day of judgment. What did I tell you? He told it like it is. This is not something that we take lightly. This is not something that we can just willy-nilly think, oh, you know what, whatever. You know, I'm, I, I'm fine. I, this, is not where I'm putting my, this is not where I'm putting my treasures. And then something happens, and you realize, yep, that's where I was putting my hope. That's where my hope was. That's where my treasures were being built up. So James, he's talking about the worthlessness of riches, not the worthlessness of what riches can do. So let's, let, I want to clarify that. I'm not, I'm not bashing, bashing making money. We're not bashing building wealth. But we're bashing where we put our hope and what we do with that wealth. Like that's the importance of what we're talking about. Because when Jesus comes back, how much, of our, how much are our riches going to be worth to us? Zilch, zip, nada, nothing. We can't tell Jesus, I built, I built a, a multi-million dollar empire. He will not care. He will say, yeah, but did you know me? Did you know me? And, and so that's the important question we need to ask ourselves. How much can your riches be worth right now in, in what you can do with them? Because we can use the riches we have on this earth to put to build up treasures in heaven, right? And, and the exa- one example, um, you know, money, riches, and fortune itself do not are not the problem. It's it's what we do with them and how we view them that can be the problem. Christian leaders need money to live and support their families, and then to further the gospel, right? You know, pastors and teachers and evangelists and, and those that actually go around seeing thousands and thousands and thousands of more people than we do. They need funds for that. So what are they doing with that? They're spreading the gospel and expanding the kingdom. That's building up treasures in heaven. You know, Jesus takes note of those things. Uh, the, the missionaries overseas, you know, why do you think they, they come back and tell us about what they're doing? So that way, if God puts it on our heart, we can say, hey, I want to help you. I want to help give to your ministry. I want to help you do what you're doing because I can't go. But since you're over there, I want to help building up treasures, right? Because in the end, that's going to be something that you actually had an impact, secondary impact in someone's life through that person because you provided some ability for them to do that and to go where they needed to go, go in the slums of, a, of wherever they are and, and preach the gospel to those people that are in need that, that you wouldn't be able to go see if, if you couldn't go overseas, right? Or, or where, you know, we're, we're just talking about, in, I say overseas, but obviously your next door neighbor could, could also be that person. Churches need money to work effectively. If this church didn't have money, we wouldn't, I wouldn't be using a microphone. We wouldn't have the lights. We wouldn't have the sound system. We'd be in a dark room talking. I mean, that, that's all there is to it. No air conditioner. Um, so, you know, to work effectively and to be, be a place to where someone wants to, wants to come, they want to be a part of, they want to join, they want to do things together and be a part of the mission of that church, it requires funds. So it's our view of those riches, whether it be uh, money, whether it be just the, the things that we could do here at this church, the services we can put on, anything like that, if we're putting our hope and we're building up our treasures in those things, when the power goes out, what are we going to do, right? If we, if, if we have to have that loud music, if we have to have everything that goes along with it, but if the core of our message is not Jesus 
and is not building up treasures in heaven, what good is it? It's only going to rot away. These speakers are not going to last forever. These lights are going to burn out. 100%. I have a guarantee to you those will, that will happen. Because if I stored my treasures up in these speakers, now they're some pretty good speakers. If you crank it up really loud, sounds pretty good. I enjoy some loud music. But if I were to put my hope in that, and then if I didn't have it anymore, where's my hope? Where, I put my hope in something that's going to decay and rot and, and become, become like the dirt again. So, how, so going back to the very, very beginning, when you, when you, when you had the idea at first, you, had, you thought you were looking for something under your seat. If that spark, you know, you, you can kind of check yourself and say, man, what am I, where am I building my treasures? What, what was I thinking I could, I could get with that that was under my seat? You know, what was I, I going to do with it? So it's just a, a self-pondering question. Just think about that to yourself and think, you know what? Where do I re- need to reevaluate? Where do I need to ask, where do I need to ask God to, to open up in my life that I need to maybe change what I'm doing? I need to change my viewpoints on some things if, I'm, if I don't have my, my treasures in the right place. In uh, the book of Luke, chapter 12, 1221, it said, yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. So it didn't say, it didn't stop when it said, there was no period after it said, you'll be a, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth. That was not the end of the sentence. If you store up earthly wealth and don't have a, relation, a rich relationship with God, that's when it's foolish. Because the rich relationship with God is what's going to last. And that's what's going to be able to use whatever you have on earth now before it decays for God's glory. That's what we can use, uh, in essence, to, to bring forth the gospel through what he's given us. So what if you, what if you had all that wealth and didn't have a rich... We see it all the time. We see it all the time. If, if you, you see millionaires, billionaires, uh, lives destroyed... They end their own life, have everything. In our eyes, they have everything, right? It just in, in the world's eyes, they have everything. So then why, why, are there, why are their lives in such shambles? Because the riches they're storing up will fail. They will decay and they will be ruined in the end. That is not something that's going to carry. You can see those that, those that have the rich relationship with God and those that don't. Like there's a, there's a, a pure difference between the two. So if we had a rich relationship with God, then building up something on earth is going to be secondary because that rich relationship with God is going to be first. That's going to be the first thing we need to do because it's going to change our priorities. It's going to change the way we think. It's going to change the way we act. It's going to change the way we speak. It's going to change the way we treat people. Because you can also see patterns of those that do not have a relationship with God but are very high up on the ladder usually aren't, usually aren't very nice. A lot, a lot of times you, you come across, it may be the word snobby, you know, stuck up, what, whatever you want to describe it, and it's because they don't have a realization of who God is. That, that relationship with Jesus isn't there. Because it, does, it is evident and it does show in the fruits that you bear if you have that relationship. In uh, Luke 12, we're going to skip over to, to verse 31. 
Uh, 31 through 34. It says, seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. This will store up treasures for you in heaven. And then the purses of heaven never get old or develop holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it. No moth can destroy it. Wherever your treasure is, therefore the desires of your heart will also be. So it's, I like how it says for, uh, th- that he will give us all everything that we need. And it later says, sell everything you have, give it to those in need. You think, well, if I did that, what? I won't have anything. No, it just told you that you will have everything you need if you seek first the kingdom. Seek first what matters most. Seek first what matters where you build up your treasures. Seek first the kingdom where when you build treasures, they will not. There are no holes in that purse. That money, that, that money, that every, the, the riches will not disappear. If you're building up joy, that joy will not disappear. If, I, if I'm waiting for a comedian to provide the joy in my life that's everlasting, I'm going to be waiting a while. I may get some laughs. I may have a good time. But after that's over, what's left? There's no substance. There's nothing left. But when we seek first the one that matters, he will give us everything we need. He doesn't say he'll provide, you know, he's going to give you a, a certain amount of money per week. Everything. That covers the, the finances that you need. That covers the peace that you need on your job that's super stressful some days. He's going to give you that joy when things around you seem to be falling apart. You're going to be a witness to somebody because of what you've done in him. Where you've built your treasures up in him, somebody's going to see that and think, hey, I want what they have. Why, why are they not in pieces when I'm in pieces and my life seems to be better than theirs is? It's because of where our treasures are. Where, where are your treasures? Your treasure, will, your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it and no moth can destroy it. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. So wherever we're building up our treasures, that's what we're going to want to go after, right? If we're building up that relationship with God, that's what we're going to want to go after because he is the one that supplies. He is the one that provides and gives everything that we need. He must control every area of our life, our work, our play, our plans, our relationships. He needs to control it all. He's not asking for, for a little bit of every part of that in your life. He's asking for everything. Give it to me, and then I will sustain you. Give me all of you, and I will sustain all of you. I will provide. I will never fail you. So is the kingdom of God just one of your primary concerns in life, or is it the primary concern in your life? It's a big difference. Because if you're trying to focus on building that wealth, making sure my, my job is secure, making sure my family is fed, making sure my um, finances are in order. Now, a lot of that we do control. Uh, we, we have a part in, in being used by him. So we have to act. I say control. We have to act on that. We have to get up and go to work. Yeah, I can't just lay there expecting God to provide for me. You know, he, he requires a little bit from us. But that's where we seek him. If we seek him first, 
and make it central in all that we do and not just one of the priorities in our life. It is the number one priority in our life. Yes, we plan. We're going we're gonna to plan to do things. We're going to have, have a plan and a direction for our family. Well, you're going you're gonna to have uh, things like that, that that come in your life that you make the decisions, but where's that answer going to be coming from to you? If you're already submitted to him, it's just coming down the ladder. It's just going to come down the ladder to you because you're submitted to him and he will never fail you. He just told us this. He will give us everything that we need. You know, in today's world, you see that. Um, so we, we mentioned it earlier, but when you, when you value things over, over God, it's going gonna, it's gonna to de- you know, destroy you. And, and of course, you know, we, we've just talked about it. A lot of those things are good. You know, we have a home. Gives us shelter from the, from the heat, from the weather. We have a car to get us to and from work to help us provide for our family and to do the things that we are called to do on this earth. Your clothes, self-explanatory. Don't have to explain why those are good. But you can have your home decked out in decorations, have the nicest car on the block, and what's going to happen to it? It's going to go away. It's going to decay. We already discussed what happens to that car if it just sits. Sometimes they don't have to sit long before there's something wrong with them. And, and it takes, if you took it to a mechanic, it would take them a long time to get it going. So in storing treasures here on earth, we're also storing things in our heart. But we also have things that are inside of us that we are to use to help build those treasures in heaven. So if you have a talent, an ability, if you have something inside you to reach the people in your circle, use it. Why would you hold that to yourself? You know, don't hold it in. What happens if you let it sit? It's going to decay. If, if it's not being used, it's something that's going to be, um, you know, you've heard the saying, if you don't use it, you lose it. I mean, it's kind of kind of the similar similar fashion. If if you learn a skill early in life and you just go years and years and years and years without without using it, without practicing it, it's going to be really hard to get back into that. And, and you're going to have to do a lot more studying, a lot more work than if you kind of just kept it up through your life. You know, you're going to be you're going to be in a in a better position to use what God's given you than to. Uh, have to work at it way later. So it's something that we can, you know, really work on. And um, if we have it inside of us, let's use it. You know, because building up treasures, part of that is to, uh, we're strengthening ourselves in him. When we look to him, we're going to be built up in him. Therefore, we're going to have more to give others. As you seek him, what he gives you is going to be able to be poured out to others. If If I take this water, if I had a cup and I just poured this water in a cup, what's going to eventually happen? That cup's going to fill up. And what happens when that cup fills up? I'm going to start getting water everywhere if I keep pouring, right? So if we're seeking God, if we're building things up in our own life, eventually you're going to start running out of room. It's going to have to be given away. It's going to, so if I poured that cup out somewhere else and continued to fill it up with water, I'm going to eventually come get into a good pattern to where I'm never going to be super overflowing to where I'm just running out of room with what God's given me because I'm going to be helping other people. I'm going to be building up treasures in heaven because I'm doing what God called me to do. I'm using what he gave me. He's pouring us, he's pouring the water in and I'm giving it to other people that are empty. There are people that have an empty cup and they don't know how to fill it. They don't know where to get the water from. 
They don't know where to get it from. So where, why, are, why are we holding it to ourselves? Why are we not being an example? There's a difference between, between those that are in Christ and those that are not. There should be a difference. The fruit that we show and the fruit that we sow is going to, um, is going to be, be something that God can use through us to bless somebody else. So where are we storing our treasures? Make sure those, those special talents, the abilities that God's given us, and it may, not be, it may not be anything you even think of, but one day God's going to put this desire in your heart and you think, hey, you know that? Very, it could be very intriguing. It could be a little scary thinking, I can't do that. I can't do that. Well, maybe not, but he can do it through you. Sometimes we can't do it on our own. If we tried, we would fail. We're not perfect. We're not going to be able to do it on our own, and we're not meant to do it on our own. That's why you see so many people who have built up so much, these empires, it just crumbles down. It's being done by themselves. They're trying to control it all on their own instead of giving it to God and letting him push it forward, letting him do with it what, what he will. So, um, Andrew, if you want to go ahead and come up, I'm just about done. So if you would, just make that a self-evaluating question. Just make it constant. Just make it think, well, what am I putting importance on in life? Is it something that's going to last? Am I worried about building up my earthly life without a rich relationship with God? Am I worried too much about trying to be successful on my own and make a name for myself rather than make a name for him? I mean, those are questions we can ask ourselves, and they can be challenging because you can kind of sit there and think, yeah, I hadn't been doing any of that. Or, you know, I've been focused on the wrong thing. I have not been focused on, on God. I have not been focused. My life's been good. Why have I needed God? Because one day that good is going to fail. It's not going to last forever. That brand new truck is so good, but if it will eventually fail. There's going, something is going to happen. And I want to make sure that you know that when something happens, where your hope needs to be. Where are your treasures built up? Because first of all, that's going to be where your desires are. That's going to be what you follow after, is what you're putting your treasures in. And number two, if we put our treasures and building our treasures up in Him and seeking Him and, and following that rich relationship with Him then we know what he's going to do. He's going to provide everything that we need. He's going to provide everything that we could ever have need for on this earth. Regardless of if, it, if it'll pass away or not, the relationship with him is your number one importance because that's going to lead to everything else. That's going to build the fruit up in your life to, to be able to give to others. That's going to be able to build up the ability to help others. That's gonna, it's going to start you off on the right foot on the get-go. You know, you don't want to, you, you've heard of waking up on the wrong side of the bed. With him, you don't have to worry about that. He's going he's gonna to pull you right along and say, I got you. Come on, let's do this. He's not going to say, here, go do this. I'm going to watch you. He's going to say, no, let's do this. I'm right with you. When he says he'll never leave you and forsake you, that means he'll never, he'll never leave you. There will never be a time that, he, that you are without him as long as you seek him. There are times that we can push him away and we can reject him and say, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good right now. I'll come to you when something happens. 
How often do we see that? How often do we feel that in our own life? It's easy to it's easy to fall into that. To just kind of get complacent and think, all right, everything's good. Look what we've done. And then when something happens, it's like, nope, reality check. I do still need him. And if you don't have that built up, then it's going to be harder to, to start from ground level after something happens, you know. Because in this world, we, we face trials. We face tribulations. We live in a fallen world. Things happen. But he's also told us, I have overcome the world. Put your treasures in me. Build your treasures up in heaven where they will last forever. And I'll give you everything you need. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you today. God, we, we praise you for, for giving us this opportunity to seek after you, for giving us this opportunity to, to build, giving us something to build into. Father, because we live in a world that if we build our treasures here, we will be sorely disappointed. And God, I know in you, we will never, we will never be disappointed. We're never going to, we're never going to want for anything. We will lack nothing when we are in you. Father, encourage us today to seek after you with a more vigor and a fervor than we ever have before. Fan that flame in our heart for you, that desire for you. Fan that flame to where it grows and it builds and it begins to build our faith. And we begin to build others' faith by talking about you and becoming more like you and becoming the example that you have called us to be. That those around us will see that you are with us. That in times of trial, we are not destroyed because we are in you. Father, I thank you for this. God, I just pray for all of us today as we um, go throughout this week. I pray that you continue to encourage us. And Father, fill us with a peace and a joy that only you can. That we can we can live today and the rest of this week and the rest of our lives in your presence, Father. That we are carriers of your presence. And as we seek you, you begin to grow in us the desire and the strength to continue to do what you have called us to do on this earth. Father, we thank you for that and we praise you for it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.